I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I love the book, The Power Broker, the epic biography of former New York City planner Robert Moses. So I'm breaking it down 100 pages at a time and talking to special guests about why this book matters, like Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I actually think if it wasn't for Robert Moses, I probably wouldn't have run for Congress. Listen to 99% Invisible's breakdown of The Power Broker every month on the 99% Invisible podcast feed. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon And I'm Emma Gray And this is Love to See It An obsessively detailed recap podcast About reality dating shows like The Bachelor And other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about keeping it cute and making it sexy. A mantra that both Aaron B. and Kat really commit to this week on Paradise in very different ways. Yes, yes. Very different <laughs> vibes, but the mantra holds for both of them. It is week seven of Bachelor in Paradise uh, for us, to be clear. It's week seven for us. <laughs> it's, it's day like, seven for them. <laughs> it's basically day seven for them. It's finally time for the third rose ceremony. Time just moves differently down in Sayulita, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's very big there, as Olivia lets us know. But time, it's a whole yes. place. Did did were you aware? Mexico, it's a whole place until this episode of Paradise. I had no idea it was such a big entire place. But thank you. It's Olivia. always good to get your geography lessons from reality TV stars. If there's one thing we've learned from covering seasons and seasons of reality television, it's that. This is an education. Yeah, this is where we learn real-life <laughs> lessons. <laughs> oh, God. So a lot happened this episode, so let's just get into it. It's just the two of us today. So we pick back up with Pete, Pilot Pete, who has become our resident narrator, one of two, reminding us that Aaron B. is currently extremely stressed because Charity is chatting with Eliza. We left off last week in the middle of that conversation, and blessedly, Right up top, we 
get to see what Charity says to Eliza about Aaron B. And as, honestly, I think both of us predicted, uh, her read of the situation is a lot more nuanced than Kat's. Yeah. I feel like it was lackluster. <laughs> like, we had a feeling it wasn't going to be this huge dramatic thing, situation no. that happened as Kat was trying to explain to Eliza. It's much more tepid, but still valid. Still some things that Eliza definitely needed to know about Aaron. And I think Charity does a much better job at explaining what happened than Aaron did uh, last week with his very convoluted timeline. (laughs) So Charity tells Eliza that after she got back from filming, her phone was flooded with messages from Aaron's ex and that that ex had also been messaging her friends, her family. So it was like, took her by surprise. And this ex claimed that she had been dating Aaron right up until filming. I think the idea is like, he broke up with me to go on the show, but we were in a relationship. And Charity acknowledges that it's a tricky situation. And she wants to say Aaron has good intentions because she had a good experience with him on her season. But she just thinks that Eliza should be honest if it's weighing on her. And she generously says, like, you know, I'm sure that this is really bothering Aaron, too. It can't be easy for him. But Charity is like, look, I think you two crazy kids can make it work if you have the difficult conversations. Just, I love Charity. Just great advice. Also, love Charity and Eliza together. They clearly... I know. I was... Right? They clearly have this, like, love for each other, admiration. They're telling each other they look beautiful. Because they don't know each other, but you can tell that these two would vibe. For sure. And I think Charity basically tells her what she needs to know. Have a little girl talk. And, you know, the one thing I found interesting was that this ex is, like, texting or sending messages to Charity's family, which seems a little... That's just invasive. Yeah, that's intense. it's, it's, It's intense. And I can understand, then, why Charity would feel really weird about it, not sure... What not be sure what to do with that information. And also, if she was talking to one of her friends, be like, heads up, I got this, like, a bunch of these messages from his ex. It sounds like she didn't say, stay away from th- this guy, he's a bad guy. But she said, hey, there's some baggage here. Like, there's something weird happening. And that seems totally valid to me. Absolutely. So after, you know, their chat, Charity now has to talk to Aaron, of course. She tells the camera that her experience with Aaron was good. The only stain on it was these messages uh, after the fact that they both found out about. So she thinks if he wants something serious, he needs to follow suit with his words and his actions. Right on. I agree Mm -hmm. with you, Charity. And Aaron very quickly addresses this when he and Charity sit down. He's like, I found out that there was a Reddit thread, it seems, about these rumors or I, it's unclear, like, what that thread yeah, I'm like, said what is this or if it contained thread? messages. I honestly, I'm sorry, didn't have it in me to go digging around Reddit. I don't like spending time there. But he basically says that he was aware of these rumors and the fact that his ex was saying things about him publicly before he came back on the show in Fiji. Yeah, so he, like, went home after Hometowns, heard about the rumors, and then decided... I'm going to go to Fiji, but I'm not going to say anything to Charity about it. 
because uh, he wanted to protect her, I guess. That's what he said. I, I assume that if things had gone further with them, that he would have talked to her about it. But they didn't even end up having an overnight, right? She, she sent him yeah, home. Yeah, she sent him home. And that feels like a lot to deal with by, like, just flying to Fiji alone is a lot. But then having this, like, new information about this Reddit thread that could possibly destroy a relationship. Oh, it just sounds stressful. And I have to be honest, like, I just can't, I can't get my rage up to be <laughs> mad about people dating people before they go on the show. Like, I don't know. It happens. Relationships are complicated. Sometimes people are cowardly about ending things. Sometimes it's unclear. Like, I just, I, I'm not really that interested in litigating people's private relationships that happened before the show. No, and who knows how long, you know, from his timeline, they were dating for a few months, November, October, January. Who knows? But, you know, maybe she wasn't as serious as she thought she was. And he had this, you know, opportunity to have an experience and go on The Bachelor and decided, this isn't my forever person. Let's break up. Like, that's (laughs) sort of how I'm picturing it, but... We're never, we're never going to know. Relationships are messy. They often end in messy ways. People often act in imperfect ways. And that doesn't mean that they're bad people or that they can't go on to have a perfectly healthy, committed relationship. So, like, because these things are public, I do think it's good for them to have addressed them if he wants to move forward with Eliza. But, like, I also don't, I don't care all that much. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron also tells Charity that his ex never actually reached out to him directly. So he only found out about these things because of Reddit. Like he didn't hear from her. And he also says that he just found out today that those messages had also been sent to her friends and family. And he feels bad about that. He tells Charity this ex that he broke up with this ex last August and they haven't talked since. It was a toxic relationship. He also throws in that he didn't have two girlfriends, which again, that's not something Charity broke up, brought up. No. It's only something Aaron keeps bringing up. So who, who, who knows? knows? Charity's like, what? Two? Hmm? I'm just talking about this one. She's like, okay. <laughs> and she also says, look, Aaron, like the messages I got, that didn't ring true to what I knew of you. So I just honestly wasn't sure to what degree they were true. And then she imparts some advice. We have a clip. You're here now, and, like, you kind of have to leave that in the back seat. If Eliza comes to you with, like, things, like, be transparent. I think people at the end of the day, it's like, we just want honesty. Um, and, like, you have Eliza. And I think, honestly, what she's looking for is just someone who is going to give, like, stability. And, like, if you don't have eyes for anybody else and it's her, then, like, commit. She deserves a world. You deserve great things. So... You know, I'm I'm rooting for you guys if you guys can make it work. But yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly what I plan to do. Okay, then. <laughs> so let's go. So spoken <laughs> word. Make it work. Yeah, we're gonna make it work. Make it work and be cute. <laughs> yeah, be cute about yes. it. Make it look sexy. <laughs> These two have a vibe. I love they were snapping too. They're like spoken word. It's a really cute. It's sweet to see. And as Aaron says, he's like Charity is someone who actually knows me. Mm-hmm. And I I love uh, when people who are on this show together, even if their romantic relationship ends, they can be friends and feel close to each other after. Like, I think we see that with Tyler and Rachel, for example, also. Yes. It's because you do. You have this bond that you form. Even if you're not, like you said, in love or in a romantic relationship, you still have that experience that you shared together. So I hope more exactly. people are friends from The Bachelor. <laughs> 
Me too. As as everyone knows, we are forever here to make friends. So that that remains true here. Aaron tells the camera that he is 100% here for the right reasons. 100%. I mean, yeah. He actually (laughs) feels love for Eliza. Love. There's that word. There's love. We're waiting. We've been waiting. I mean, seven weeks in. (laughs) Oh, Aaron. I, I, yeah. 100%. 100% for the right reasons. 100%. Aaron then pulls Eliza to talk, and he tries again to explain the situation with his ex. I'll, I'll say he does a better job this time. He keeps it simpler. He says his, quote, disgruntled ex was firing off some untrue things. I'm like, I always get a little like, hmm, maybe I don't think you need to disgruntled just say to ex, women as right disgruntled. just be like my ex but no he keeps throwing yeah. in that disgruntled so she's she's disgruntled like, okay <laughs> but he the important thing is he assures eliza that he wouldn't be there trying to pursue things with her if he was still embroiled with an ex-girlfriend he says i want to hold myself accountable every day to choosing you committing to you and being transparent with you <laughs> Accountable. Accountable. Accountability is very important to him. <laughs> and he he's like, you should please let me know if you're feeling any kind of uncertainty. He says, you know, these things. If you're feeling any these of these things. things. And Eliza admits that earlier that day, she was just feeling unsure if she wanted to be there. She felt hurt and embarrassed. And she's like, we just have to communicate. We have to be on the same page. So she's like, okay, I believe you but I'm still concerned. So let's sleep on things, take it slow. And they decide to reconvene at breakfast tomorrow. Their favorite meal of the day. Two bagels, eggs, bacon, and jam. And don't forget the butter. (laughs) Well, they do forget the butter during this conversation. But I was like, the butter, Aaron, the butter. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, Aaron, we've learned your collective breakfast order. (laughs) Yeah, Aaron, he has hope that the rest of paradise will be magical now, that all of this dirty laundry, which might I add again, was brought up by Kat, has been aired. (laughs) He thinks he and Eliza can really go the distance. When Aaron and Eliza return to the group over by the bar, Olivia's like, oh, my man, you look like you've gone five rounds with Tyson and made it out alive. And Aaron and Eliza both are like, well, barely. (laughs) And I love this. To decompress, Aaron orders a nice midnight Pinot Noir. Because as one does. They're all, they're all like, you know, Pinot Noir. The Pinot, the Pinot Noir, Noir. The Pinot Noir. <laughs> I really enjoy the Olivia, Aaron, Eliza friendship. It's very yes, sweet. Yes, I love their vibe together. And you can really truly see the clicks, especially this episode. Yeah. You see who people are hanging out with on the beach. It's all becoming very clear to me. The social mm-hmm. dynamics are spicy. Eliza tells the camera that she only wants to be engaged once in her life. So yes, she is, quote, questioning everything. Dun, 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 dun. As she should be, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly, it seems having a healthy amount of skepticism uh, when you're making a decision on national television seems wise. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sam, who is officially part of the Sam Pete narrator couple, these two like just seem to be have like a really good thing going. Yeah, they just and they've floated they into are, these roles of just resident comedic, 
comedic narrator, quirky narrator, comedic narrator. Yeah, like they are exclusively there to remind us what's going on with other people. Can you believe Pete's still here? (laughs) Just, just a thought. I'm impressed. But he's really like managed to win win my heart a little bit, especially with his narrator skills. (laughs) I know. He's, he's like settled in, into this resident goofy confidant to everyone. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? We do we need people there who can give us the rundown. And Sam and Pete are doing a great job with that. So Sam reminds us that Blake is still on his date with Genevieve. The longest date ever. So Jess is <laughs> so long. This date has been going on for weeks. And Jess is, of course, stressed. Also, the Olivia, John Henry, and Cat love triangle is raging. And I just have to say. Dear Lord, let this be the last episode where oh we have to deal with this love triangle because it is such a fucking bummer. It, I'm over it's it. It's depressing. This one particularly. I mean, Kat's been in a few love triangles this season, but this one is... I just... I, I uh, It's icky and messy. Kat, and It's yeah. icky. It's icky. And the way that Kat and Olivia at different points talk about each other and to each other starts to feel icky. And I just... Uh, I don't like it. You sound Olivia like Kat complains. There. I, just, I don't, I don't like, it. Um, like it. No, but then I would say, it's my birthday, okay? <laughs> I deserve it. Kat is so intent on all the things she deserves, and we will get to that. But Olivia is complaining to Wells that Kat is, quote, throwing herself at John Henry. Eliza, sweet Eliza, always the diplomat, is like, well, her behavior is a little yeah, weird. it's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> Wells at this point, oh God. who I just, I can't handle Wells. Yeah. He he says, he's like, you know, I just feel like Kat likes everybody. Tyler, Tanner, Brayden, John Henry. And then he says, quote, at this point, if you aren't being pursued by Kat, there's something wrong with you. Like, ew, ew dude. Like, you, you have no skin in the game. No. You're older than all of these people. Like, especially Kat. Like, he's like 10 years older than Kat. It just starts to get, feel a little gross to me to have... Wells, I don't know if he meant it this way, but it starts to delve into like slut shamey territory. Yeah, it does. I'm getting a sense of like you know Wells a few years ago, perfect for this role, perfect for the bartender role. He was friends with everybody there. I think maybe his time is running out in paradise. He doesn't have the same. I don't think he cares as much either, and it's kind of showing a bit like he doesn't right, really which, know like, these fair people. enough yeah but these kind of comments but, are just like yeah ew i think if he's going to play oh. the role of like wise uh you know confidant then i think he needs to dial it back and be like more generous to everyone like he needs to be the person they come to and be like you know, you've got this everything's gonna be okay like more of a an encourager not joining in no, he's like a shitster passing this judgment. He's With a shitster, and too, it, it, yeah, right. But it starts to feel just like gross when you're like this guy is like it's just it's starting to feel gross to me. So at that exact same time, Mercedes, because as we have learned, the Mercedes Kylie Cat Alliance mm. is very strong. Mercedes is hyping Cat up and telling her that she does not owe Olivia anything, and she advises Cat to goes to quote, go balls to the wall for John Henry's heart. I was surprised by, I mean, I get it. I guess Olivia's not in their crew. And I think also it probably has something to do with the fact that Olivia 
came for Kylie early mm-hmm. on in the season. And I do wonder if that is lingering there where they're just like, oh, they're they're like, we have our group. Olivia's not part of it. I mean, that's clearly how they feel yeah. because Kat says, if there's one person I don't care about overstepping, it's her. Oh, and this is, it I just, yeah, that. it's just, it's just me. The back and forth between these ladies is no fun. It's, bum- it's, it's yeah, a bummer. It's a bummer. What is a little more lighthearted and hilarious is that <laughs> Kat tells Mercedes that she deserves to be made out with because it's the day after her birthday. And by the law of transitive birthday properties, it's basically her birthday all week. Like that's how it works. That's how birthdays work. You have a birthday and then the next day, it's also your birthday. And then the several days after that and before that, it's basically also your birthday. It's your birthday So you week. deserve a tongue. In your a tongue mouth. in your mouth. <laughs> An open mouth makeout. That's all she's thinking <laughs> about. She's thinking about John Henry's tongue and all of the many things that he can do with it. I love this too. Uh, she's like, I'm, I'm even wearing my butterfly clip because I'm ready to spread my wings. Not my legs, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I support anyone spreading anything they wish to. Yeah, so you know, it's just her vibe. She's just like, yeah. she wants to have some fun. She wants to make out. She wants, yeah. And I wish she that we could lead, lean into the fun yeah. and the friendly competition rather than the like nastiness that, that starts to come up. Like then it turns the corner from being cute to being a bummer. She also says that, you know, John Henry's an underwater diver. So he definitely knows something something about (laughs) diving deep down Down. there. Deep. (laughs) Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. We will contemplate that for a minute while we take a quick break. Can you keep up? I like love it. Okay. So you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love Article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from Article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an Article household. 
It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for 3 weeks and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we are back. And we cut over to Olivia, Eliza, Tanner, and Aaron sitting on a daybed, watching as Kat aggressively hits on John Henry in the ocean directly in front of, like a stone's throw in front of them. Yeah. And I thought this was interesting because this is the episode where we see that Tanner and Brayden remain not super big fans of Kat. Yes, I was so happy this episode to see Tanner finally admit that he's, you can't trust her. You just, you can't trust this girl. They're all just like, ooh, that's... That's not great. What's happening is not great to you, Olivia. And I think it's Eliza that has the wisest thing to say on the subject. We have a clip. My thing is like, 
it's not what you do, it's like how you do it and the fact that she's going about it and not even acknowledging Olivia is like, does it sit right with me? Yes. That's it. That's exactly it. This is Kat in a nutshell, you know? It's not what you do, it's how you do it. As we said last week, Kat has every right to go after who she wants. Anyone does. It's kind of the name of the game in paradise. But, but it is a reflection of your character, how you treat other people that might get hurt as a result. Yes. Even if it's an inevitability. And I don't like the way that Kat and some of her friends like dismiss Olivia Outright. Yeah, and admit that, oh, uh, she's the one person I don't care. I don't care if I step all over her and steal her man. That's not the way you should treat anyone. Just right. have Just a conversation. Better. This is paradise. You're dating the same people. It's kind of an incestual beach, you know? Like, everybody's yeah, you, hooking it's up. literally just be like, hey, I know you guys have been vibing. I have interest in him, too, like... Just so you know, I'm putting my energy yeah. there. You don't have to ask for permission. No. Just, hey, I acknowledge just that you have this connection. Like, just yes. give another woman the respect she deserves in this situation. But there's no respect here because as Olivia says, Mexico is huge. So big. It's a whole entire place. <laughs> Why are you hitting on him Profound. in front of me? <laughs> she rants to the camera about how Kat doesn't like water or sand or creatures Yet John Henry is an underwater diver. He is with those things every day. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe he's had enough of those things. And he's like, I'd like to come home to a lack of sand, water, and creatures. Yep. That could be it. You know what? You nailed it. That's why he picks Cat. Uh, Tanner. Uh, well, I have some ideas about why he picks Cat, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, yeah. Tanner again. <laughs> oh, Tanner, you can finally see his attitude towards Cat just shining through. I kind of enjoyed it. I was like, you know what, Tanner? Yes. Yes, you can be a little petty too. We all can. You're a full human. I love it. He's like, I'm going to throw up. And Olivia's like, my eye is twinging. Every time I think of Kat, my eye is just moving. And he, Tanner's like, she's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like Tanner was drunk this entire episode. Did you feel that way? Yeah, I think he was just loot. Like, he was having a good time. I feel like he's found his people. And he's also, like, just, like, I'm here to have fun. I He's just, like, whatever. not in this love triangle anymore. (laughs) And I love him and Olivia's little friendship. This whole episode, he was really, like, such a supportive hype man for her. And I loved that. Yeah, it, it it was fun to see. The next morning, the sun is shining and Davia is getting absolutely (laughs) pummeled by a wave. (laughs) That's right, baby. It's rose ceremony day and the guys have the roses. And Aaron B. is going hard on wooing Eliza. We have a clip of the move he makes. Sent her favorite breakfast order to her room this morning. A bagel, two eggs scrambled, and jam and butter. And there's a little dove note too to let her know that she's important. Eliza, you're an amazing woman. The sweet to my savory, the German to my chocolate, but the way you make me feel, nothing will top it. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. Excellent move. As Aaron knows, the way to any woman's heart is through her stomach. Yes, and he, he has memorized that breakfast order. I mean, honestly, if someone just like showed up with a bagel and eggs and jam and butter for me, I'd be really happy. Every damn day, I want, yes. want cream cheese. 
I'd want cream cheese, yes. too. And a nice iced coffee, which I saw she had. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She did have ice. And I think there was also some bacon there, maybe. Yep. Can't forget the bacon, the two bacons. I will- <laughs> Three yeah, bacons. two bacons. <laughs> Three bacons, two bacons. <laughs> I'm going to start going to restaurants and just order, like, two yeah. bacons. They're going to be, gonna like, be like, Applewood and... <laughs> they're going to be, like, two sides of bacon. I'd be like, no, no, no. Turkey bacon. Ba- and- you know what I mean. <laughs> Eliza is just so touched that he knows her breakfast order by heart. And I am fully into these two. I'm like, great. They've overcome their struggles. I just, I'm rooting for them now. Me too. Olivia, on the other hand, has been marinating. Oh, man. She's just, she's a juicy steak sitting in, you know, a marinating bag just ready to... Of rage. rage. (laughs) A marinade of rage. She thinks... It sucks that Kat is just on John Henry 25-8. (laughs) Olivia just keeps going with her little one-liner. She's so quotable. She has a great one at the end. (laughs) I don't even want to spoil it, but I just love her lingo. Her lingo is great. Her her swag, her flavor. I love it. I think some some other people uh, are getting a little jealous that Olivia is featured so heavily because she is just really good TV. Mm -hmm. I think there's some jealousy brewing. Yep. Eliza, ever the good friend, tells Olivia to pull it together. And Olivia's like, okay, you're right. I'm here to stay. I'm here to fight for John Henry. Three women are going home tonight. And Olivia is like, I will not be one of them. And then that's it. Yeah, we cut right to the rose. That's it. We cut like right to the rose ceremony slash cocktail party. It's like nothing happened. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to see here for this whole day. Pete, of course, our resident narrator, gives us the rundown. Tanner went on a date with Davia, but isn't committed to her. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. When did this I'm happen? like, I do. Like, what happened with Davia and Tanner? It seemed pretty good, but I guess they just I, fizzled out. I'm like, <laughs> is just Tanner telling all of the men that he's, like, not that into her and wants to make it? I didn't understand I what I thought he really either. liked her blue and green eyes. <laughs> I think we've spent too much time with John Henry, Kat, and Olivia to the point where, we like, we everything. have no— yeah. We've missed everything mm-hmm. else that's gone on with anyone. John Henry, of course, is in a heated love triangle. And I was like, Peter, we didn't need this reminder. No, yeah. We're so aware. Okay. I'm I'm too aware of this love triangle. John Henry also tells the guys that he just isn't sure what he's going to do. He and Olivia have had a great connection, but he's seen a whole new side to Kat. And at this point, I was like, he's just looking for an excuse. Like, he wants to pick yeah. Kat. That's mm-hmm. fine. But like... Stop, Yeah. Stop teasing like, us, he John wants Henry. Cat. He wants to pick Kat, but he doesn't want to hurt. I, I feel like he does care about pick Olivia. He, he doesn't want to hurt no, her. No, he does yeah. care. He does care. I think John Henry is a good guy. But he's it's like, very obvious who he, he wants. But he's just... Yes. Yeah, he's just into Kat, and he's allowed to be into Kat. You know, wouldn't be my choice, but that's fine. I'm not John Henry. <laughs> the women finally arrive, and Kat... I mean, girls got game. She goes right for John Henry, and she's like, want to sit next to me? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She, we mentioned this last Eli. week. She she knows how to play the game. She turns on the flirty. She, she gets the guys. She's effective. Yep, she's effective. Also, I just have to call out Rachel's incredible rose ceremony uh, cocktail party outfit. She looks so good this episode. She looks so hot. Her hair is like in these like loose pony. It's in a loose pony with waves. And she's wearing it. I couldn't tell if it was like a, if it was connected in the back, if it was a two piece or if it was a, um, a one piece just with cutouts. But 
there's like a bedazzled, almost chain, not a chain, but like, a, I don't know, I guess a bedazzled chain of some kind, yeah. like that sort of lays over the stomach area. So pretty. It's gorgeous. Yeah. She looks really good. And she's, shout out to Rachel. She's worried she was style. in black because she apparently gets sent home when she wears <laughs> black. And I was like, not tonight. Not in that look. <laughs> not in that look, baby. Kat says, in a voiceover, so I will say that this might be Frankenbitten or just audio from earlier in the day or the day before, that she that Olivia has been pursuing John Henry, but she doesn't really care. Yep. Yes, We're like, we, we needed that. that. Thanks, producers. <laughs> Jesse welcomes everyone to the third cocktail party and provides us all with an essential update. Sam J., has finally pooped. And I'm thinking to, in my head, because in my timeline, this was weeks ago. I'm like, wow, she's been, she hasn't pooped in four weeks. For like a month. But it's been, <laughs> I think it's been like two days. <laughs> I know. That's what you're like, oh, I actually understand that there's only a couple days between rose ceremonies because. Because I was alarmed. I was like, that is a long time, this poor girl. <laughs> I know it's been it's been absolute weeks for us, but it's been like three days for everyone thank, else. Thank gosh that Sam has gotten that poop. I mean, out. I'm just really poop happy. I'm really happy for her. I'm really happy for her. <laughs> Jesse also reminds everyone that a lot of relationships have been put to the test this week, but he thinks there are couples who can go the distance. Becca affirms that she had the best first date with Brayden. I had almost forgotten Becca mm-hmm. was there. But she is still there at this point. And Olivia says to the group that she is all in on John Henry while Kat looks extremely sour and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Aaron. So everyone heads off to have their chats. First up, Aaron B. and Eliza. They're exclusive, I guess. <laughs> it's cute. I'm actually falling in love with you, Aaron tells her. And Eliza doesn't say it back, but she tells the camera that it's really sweet and something that she needed to hear. And she's ready to take the leap and trust her feelings. And they are definitely like our most solid couple in paradise. Oh, except for Avon and Kylie. We just like barely see them. We just don't see them. them. Yeah. um, Look, there's always one couple that pairs up early and is very boring. And so we just like never see them. And that is... Avon and Kylie. Avon and Kylie. Meanwhile... Jess is still feeling anxious about where she's at with Blake because we did not see a conversation earlier in the day between the two of them. So, like, who knows? Were you as surprised by this as me? Yes. Watching this? Because, again, we spent too much fucking time on John Henry and not enough time on all the other relationships. So it seems that she has decided that she wants to be with Blake and Tyler has decided that he wants to be with Mercedes. We never, the last thing we saw was, that hot was a passionate, yes. passionate makeout that between makeout. Jess and Tyler. <laughs> and I was like, what's, wait, what happened? I like, guess, and I would have loved a little to more. see like Mercedes and Blake find out about that kiss and like yeah. the conversations around it. Uh, nothing. We got nothing. But I guess Jess has decided she wants to be with Blake, but she's still not sure where he's at with Genevieve. So they sit on a daybed to chat, and Jess says that she's missed Blake. And then she outlines exactly why she missed him so much. We have a clip. 
I missed you being around. I missed your compliments. I missed you looking at me. I missed like dressing up and you complimenting my outfits. Which you do every time. Like every it's day. fun. <laughs> I, it's fun. It's I'm fun. like, I'm like, what is he gonna think about this one? I miss like just how I feel when you just like touch me and you're around me. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh my god. This I was like these two read just so like at different stages yes. of their lives and i think they are like i just uh this was like painful to watch for me because i really really like jess i do she seems so sweet and genuine and just caring but she is showing her age here you know she's 24 it's- and and that shouldn't make you like want someone the fact that he just compliments thing, your outfits. Like, there's so much more that you should be craving than that. Right. I was like, okay, glad you finally got to how it feels when you're around him. That's valid. But it was, like, just nothing really about Blake other than, like, he makes her feel flattered. Yes. And I was like, this relationship is not. No. And, like, this is not going to And Blake, like, be giggles. Uncomfortably, I think, because it's just like it's cute and she's, you know, they have great chemistry, but I don't think that's like what he wants to hear in that moment. Like, oh, I, I compliment your outfits. That's the one thing that sticks out to you. That's why you want to be with me. <laughs> yeah, I just really missed getting all those compliments from you. And it was hard for me when you weren't complimenting me all the time. It's like, I, I know she, she meant it in the sweetest way. I, I really like Jess, but I just was like, this. I don't know that there's that much there there in this relationship, yeah. at least from what we, the viewers, have exactly because you know see. we can be being fed some sort of narrative sure. with her because we've seen a lot with like her. She was bloated, and that's why she wore a one piece. And then he didn't notice my like black bra top today. And I think the producers are definitely like leaning in here maybe they're trying to make us feel that way or maybe she just always says things like this yeah i don't know that's truly the vibe i i don't know but i was just like i want more for both i don't know i feel about i want more for i want more yeah and i think it's fine you know this is a very sweet paradise relationship yes blake admits that he was thinking about jess at the end of his date with jen and he's like look you're the only person that I want here, the only person that I think about. I I want to just move ahead with our relationship. And so they decide to do just that, and they make out. Things seem to be going well between them, but of course, Genevieve is super disappointed because she's like, damn, I thought we had a good connection, and uh, now I don't have a rose. Yeah, so did we. I thought you had a good connection, too. I was very confused at this moment, but hey, you know, gotta be with I who you want to like, be with. And we've seen this with Blake. Like he, Blake is not really like a play the field guy. When he kind of zones in on someone, he really zones in on them. Like we saw that, you know, even on the Clacia season. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of think that's what's happening here. But this is when we learn that Tanner is really operating as a free agent. Yeah, he has become... Quote, the Bachelor of Bachelor in Paradise for this rose ceremony. Um, Thank you, Peter. Thank you for that knowledge. His rose is completely up for grabs, which is confusing because, you know, 
we thought things were going okay with Davia, but apparently he makes out with Davia. Uh, she thinks she's got it in the bag, but she doesn't. Uh, I'm like, maybe he should say that to her. It's yeah. Like, Davia seems uh, to not know that Tanner is fully open for business. So I yeah. felt a little bad for her. And he kisses Genevieve and, too, and they might have a connection. <laughs> he's just, he's all over that beach. We also learn that Rachel has some interest in Tanner. And I thought this was so interesting. And it made sense to me because as Rachel says, like she just knew that a lot of other people were really into him and wanted to go after him. And I just don't think Rachel is the kind of person, she's not a cat, like she's not, or an Olivia. She's not going to aggressively go after someone and be in competition with other women. She doesn't, it's not her vibe. She doesn't enjoy that. It's not like a fun game for her. So she just kind of hangs back. She grabs them both champagne and they lay on a daybed to chat. And Tanner's like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've been kind of just floating around. And Rachel says she feels that way too. But they've been having fun, haven't they? And Tanner's like, yeah, you know, I think that's a really attractive quality that you have. Like even when shit hits the fan, we're just smiling and having fun. And this is when Rachel expresses that she had backed off initially, even though she did have interest in him. You know, because she thinks he's like, He's a little funny. <laughs> She's I a love, little bit funny. I love seeing how people flirt. Yeah. I relate to Rachel's vibe of flirting. Like, you know, yeah, maybe you're like a little you're funny. You're a little funny, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love her. Uh, but she is interested. Um, and so, you know, they have a little bit more of a flirty exchange. And she says, what do we do now? And Tanner's like, probably make out. So they do. She's like, okay. <laughs> This is so funny. I, yeah, again, I had way more questions about like where this was. I've been waiting for this though because we were watching charity season. We really thought we heard a rumor that Tanner and Rachel were like a thing. And I was like excited for that. And now I've, we're finally seeing like a glimpse, but I'm like, does this even last? I don't know if I get vibes like that, but yeah, it seems maybe not. It seems maybe it's just fun and unserious, which. That's great. And yeah. that's a great thing They're to have. They're cute together, in though. They're yeah. really cute. I, I am into them as a couple. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we will get back into the John Henry drama. Can you keep up? I like love it. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that. I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating 
mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. And we are back. And frankly, I needed that bit of a breather to um, steal myself for what comes next. Oh, yes. Just so much. Olivia. Olivia's making her move on John Henry. She pulls him for a chat on a daybed. And he is wearing a striped matching set that really seems fit for a tiny French child vacationing in Nice. <laughs> When I, I like when it. I read this in your notes. <laughs> I laughed so just a tiny French child. And then he does. I, I was though? like, he does. You were exactly right, Emma. <laughs> precious. He is precious. <laughs> He's precious. Oh, and nearby. Oh my God. I'm, this is what I really started to get on board with Sam P and Peter and just feel like these two are our audience surrogates. Cause they are just doing some light shit talking about all of the drama like a hundred feet away we have a clip when it comes to like kat and olivia and john henry they both think that they're number one really yeah olivia and kat are both interested in john henry i'd say it's a little bit of a competitive love triangle some tension there for sure. Okay, so both of them think that they're the front runners. And they're not. Both of them think that they have it in the bag. Not. <laughs> I love this. For us. <laughs> for us. <laughs> I was like, wow, Peter, I've never enjoyed you more or related to you yeah. more. It's like there is like a meme in there. It's like me and my friends like watching drama <laughs> unfold. Like it, there is something 
that he has identified that's just deeply satisfying about seeing other people embroiled in some juicy drama that you have no part yes. in. You're so subtle that you can just appreciate <laughs> the madness happening around you. Yeah, they're just like, I don't fucking know what's going on, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> He's like, we got no Netflix here. This is the yeah. entertainment. <laughs> this, yeah, this is. This is their Netflix. Olivia tells the camera that she thinks her interest in John Henry is more genuine than Kat's. She thinks that Kat is just desperate for a rose. And I will say, this is where Olivia loses me a little bit. Like, I understand why she's framing it that way, but I don't think that's what's going on. Yeah, I don't I think, think what's going either. on is Kat likes John Henry and she's going about it in a way that is pretty disrespectful to Olivia's feelings. Yes. I don't think that Kat's out for a rose. Like, I think she I just either. really wants to hang out with John Henry. And so does Olivia. But when somebody's, like, trying to be with the person you want to be with, of course you're going to throw them under the bus. Of course. Of course. And also, it, like, feels better if you can be like, well, they're not even genuine. Yeah. Right? Like, that feels like like your uh, care for that person is, like, more pure in some way. John Henry sits down with Olivia um, on that daybed, and he's like, look, this situation's been difficult for me. He's like, we get along great. We've been having such a good time. You're easy to talk to. But Kat, and he says this so many times, Kat has been showing me a whole new side to her. <laughs> I'm like, what is this new side? Because I've seen the same. She's nice. Yeah, I've seen the same Kat. No, he, he told us this last <laughs> week. The new side of Kat is she is a approachable, friendly, and kind. <laughs> like, he's like, wow. Who knew? Didn't know she had it in her. <laughs> oh, and he, at least I do give him credit that he is honest with Olivia that he says, like, this has caught my attention. Yeah. And at that, when once he says that, my heart just sank. I, I was like, and poor Olivia. Olivia admits that's difficult to hear because her focus is only on him. And John Henry is like, look, I just don't want to judge Kat off of her relationship with Tanner or her relationship with Brayden. And Olivia's like, okay, well, I'll just be waiting for you. Oh, and they make this out. This is like a... This just sucks. Right? It's like a pride and prejudice or something. It's like a real... It's just like rough. It's just rough where you're like... I, again, John Henry has every right to like whoever he wants. I just... I. My heart went out to Olivia watching this because I was like, this isn't a battle you're going to no. win because you can't, at a certain point, you just, you can't convince someone to like yeah. you more than they do. Mm -hmm. Like you just, that's it. At this point, Wells, ever the shit star, decides that it's time for some paradise truth box time. Notably, Olivia is not by the bar when this happens. And this just like whole thing smacked of producer intervention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, okay. Because Wells reads two messages. The first <laughs> one says, some of these girls are homie hopping and it gives me the ick. Ew. Who wrote that, do you Brayden. think? <laughs> like, obviously that was Brayden. He literally said that in an interview last week. And that's gross. We don't like that. The other message he reads says, John Henry, meet me at the hot tub at midnight. XOXO. And he's like, okay, John Henry, you, you heard that? You got time to go now. I was more shocked by the fact that it's midnight and they haven't even done the rose ceremony. <laughs> what time do these people go to sleep? I guess they're up oh, all no, night. They don't, go to, they don't go to sleep until like three or four. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, no, no, it's no. Not rose crazy. ceremony nights are very if long. If I was in my 20s, I was up late. But like now I'm like, how, oh, wow. How do you make it to midnight? <laughs> 
No, I know. Same. I'm like, that's why I feel I'm like, some of these people are in their 30s. Like, they're champions. I don't know how they're doing it. John Henry follows directions. I think he, I think John Henry is a man who likes directions. Yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, okay. I got, I got it. I'm heading to the hot tub. I got it. And Kat, of course, is there in her bikini waiting for him. And she's like, I'm ready to express my feelings for John Henry in private and get those kisses. She's ready. She is so, so ready for a makeout with John Henry. And John Henry is really, he's all in on Kat. You can tell so early. He says, like, you've really gotten my attention. You're so exciting. Everything was going well with Olivia, but, quote, there's just something about you. You did it to me. Even just knowing you for a day, I could see myself with you outside of here. Uh, yep, yep, there it is. I'm like, and catch like, why? yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, 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 me too. The whole time. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same. I just was like, what, why? Yeah. Is it because, like, is he blinded by her status within the franchise and on the beach? Is it that he's most comfortable seeing himself with, like, a white, thin lady? Like, I, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it is interesting. I know, because, yeah, he says that multiple times. Like, I can see. I have to pick the person I can see myself with outside of this. And I'm like, well, why can't that person be Olivia? And you make a good point. There's, Yeah. I don't we'll know. never it really know, little, I like, guess, the intricacies we'll, we'll of never his know. decision, but... No, and again, as I said, I'm not trying to come for anyone for, you know, just liking someone. Like, that. that yeah, is she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. She looks like a model. Yeah, she's... I mean, they all do, but... Yeah, they're all hot. Yeah. But, yeah, he likes Kat. That's fair. But John Henry says that his only concern is that, like, he wants to make sure that what he's feeling from her is real. And Kat assures him. She says, I would only stay in paradise if there was someone that I was really trying to pursue something with, and that is you. And then she says, want to kiss me now? And he says, I do. I've been wanting to kiss you for, like, three days. Yep. Kat, oh, so we got our answer. Kat is giddy afterwards because she got her open mouth makeout. Finally. finally. She's been With waiting. With the tongue ring. Tanner didn't do it. <laughs> Tanner didn't do it. John Henry and his tongue ring got in there. In there for her. In the oral cavity. Just right <laughs> in there. And Kat feels like if she gets John Henry's rose, they are both down to lean into the relationship. So I, this is signaling to me from a story perspective that like, they're going to transition the two of them out of the center of drama into coupledom. Serious couple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Sam informs Olivia and Davia about what they missed with that truth box jacuzzi time. And Olivia seems immediately deflated. But instead of just admitting that she's hurt by both Kat and John Henry, Olivia says that Kat is being disingenuine. <laughs> Not a word. Not a word. My darling. Disingenuous. Disingenuous. <laughs> uh, to someone who doesn't deserve it. And Olivia thinks Kat will just go to the next man who comes to the beach. And again, that's not the case. I think Kat and John Henry are, are a thing. Also, They're like, feeling each other. It's It hurts. It hurts to not be chosen, but... It hurts. Yeah. It hurts and it sucks and I feel for Olivia, but also like, it's not just Kat. 
like John Henry is also making choices. Yes. You know, like we we don't need to treat John Henry like a stupid little baby that like can't see what's in front of him. Like he sees mm-hmm. and he is cho- making a choice actively. So Olivia at this point is just pissed off at Kat. She decides to confront her on the beach. And everyone seems to be like laying in wait, staring at this conflict. Yeah. They're like, it's a showdown. And the vibes just felt really icky to me. I don't like it. I don't like the girl on girl just battle and like how everybody's like, yeah, let's see it go down. Get your claws out. Like it just starts to devolve into some really weird tropes that I don't love. We do have a clip of how the beginning of this conversation goes. I feel super disrespected about the way that you've moved about this. I'm not saying that you can't talk to John Henry. That's a grown adult. You're a grown adult. You guys can do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, um, don't preach you're a girl's girl. If you're not going to come to me and at least be like, hey, I understand that you have a relationship with him. I'm interested in exploring this too. At this point, I was like, yes, good job, Olivia. Mm -hmm. This is extremely fair. Yes, absolutely. Because that's the truth. You, You are both adults making decisions, all of you. But just be respectful and tell the other person, like we mentioned earlier. Just acknowledge I am going, that she exists. Yeah, I'm going for him. You're like, going for him. I respect you. You respect we'll me. We'll see what he decides. We're all adults. <laughs> like We're all adults. And, and you are a person worthy of acknowledgement. Yes. Like, and I think that's what is, what Olivia identified that is like really hurting her underneath this. She also tells Kat that she hopes she's moving with, quote, true and genuine intention for John Henry because he's a stand-up guy and she doesn't want him to be used. Kat tells Olivia that she didn't feel like she needed to come to her because they haven't really developed a friendship. And then she says, quote, I'm closer with the other girls. And if this was one of them, I would absolutely express that. It, that felt really like mean, mean to me. So mean. It like triggered me a little bit. To me just, too. Like, I think I'm very like. Or, or people who just treat. Kat gives me the energy of like a middle school bully. Yes. She makes me very anxious. And I know a lot of these women are friends with her. I'm sure she has, you know, there's always qualities that are wonderful of people that we don't see. But like the energy that she is bringing towards Olivia makes me feel so uncomfortable as a viewer. It's just hurtful. Like, it's like teenage it's stuff. Hurtful. It's like the other it's just girls. Like you don't need to say, I like everyone else better than you. But yeah. You can say, you know what? Say, I'm like, sorry. I didn't. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I didn't think that we had the relationship that I had to do that, but I hear what you're saying and like, fair enough. Exactly. Right? But to like, Instead, put the dagger says, in there too to be like, oh, if it was the other girls, yeah. I would have told them, but it's you. So, ugh. Yeah, like I just don't respect you because I don't care about it's, you. Uh, horrible. That's basically what she's saying. She also says, to be honest, I don't know how much you've respected everyone else. And this, I was like, is Olivia some paragon of like perfect behavior? No, we have criticized her (laughs) at the beginning of the season for sure. But I think fairly, Olivia's like, can you give me some specifics? Like, can you tell me what you're referring to? And Kat, Kat loves to do this in any sort of altercation she has with anyone. I I appreciate that Kat is like, look, I'm not coming for you. I'm not, I don't want to get into it. But she says, look, I'm just telling you where I'm coming from, but I don't need to explain myself. Yeah, she says that a lot. 
Because I'm like, do you have anything to explain? That's the thing. You think you have. Also, she just didn't need to bring up Olivia's, how Olivia acted to people that aren't her. Like, it's just making it bigger. She could have maintained the moral high ground and said, we don't really have a friendship like that, but yeah. Also, Olivia, I hear you. Come I'm sorry. Right you... back and been like, I've seen what you've done to people, so it's the same thing. Kat should realize that, right? Like, she's made mistakes. Olivia made some mistakes. I guess this has to do with like Kylie. Kylie, that was my and guess, Will, but, but that felt like. But also, then like say yeah. that if you're gonna bring that in, you can't just throw that out and then say, well, I don't owe you telling you what I'm talking yeah. about. It's just also to bring in like rude. a crew. Now you have like everybody involved. You're like bringing in friends and you're click. It's one step away from on the from task using, at hand. Yeah, exactly. It's like being like, well, everybody says yeah. it. Everybody. It's just hurtful. That. She's trying to hurt It's hurtful. Her. Yeah. Olivia decides she's done. And at this point, does something I would not have done, which is she interrupts Kat puts her hand directly in Kat's face and says, like, move with genuine intent because I'm tired of you. And she walks away down Yeah, the and Kat's just like, <gasps> I'm like, calm down, Kat. You're not, it's, you're fine. Yeah. But also, yeah, like, was that rude? Sure. sure. Yes. The whole thing between them was rude, though. They were rude to each the other. Rude. They were mean yeah, to each other. It was, yes. Uh, exactly. Hard to watch. I hated yeah. it. I hated watching it. And of course, Kat then goes around talking shit about Olivia to anyone and everyone that will listen. We hear a voiceover of her saying like, oh, Olivia is so territorial, it's gross. And I will say they used this audio in last week's episode too, so yeah, we're not sure where it came from. But she fills her crew, Avon, Kylie, Tyler, and Mercedes in about the exchange and how Olivia was so disrespectful to her. And Avon says, damn. <laughs> And I wondered, are we seeing the seeds being Mm. sown for the spicy Twitter exchange that occurred last week between Kylie, Avon, and Olivia? Yes, I have a feeling. So let's for those who missed it. Yeah, let's go through this. They got into a little back and forth because Olivia tweeted about the way that she felt like Kylie had gotten in the way of of several of her connections, first with Will, and then how she was encouraging John Henry to, encouraging Kat to go after John Henry. And Kylie responded and said, basically, you're not my friend, so I owe you nothing. Kind of like what Kat just said to her on the beach. (laughs) Yeah. And Avon ends up jumping in and calling out Olivia for being a night one who got some screen time. Mm. Gross. and Gross, my dude. So gross. And it's like, what does that even matter? I don't know. Maybe this is like what you mentioned with, are they a little jealous that they haven't had as much screen time on Paradise as Olivia has? That just felt like an unnecessarily, I don't know, mean dig. And a, a gross... Uh, tearing, a gross pointing to the social classes that almost shuffle out within Bachelor alums based on who is like higher status and is more known in the franchise. And it is, it's gross. It was a gross exchange. I did not 
love it. I thought it was a weird thing for Avon to bring up. And also like he just involved himself unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. The whole, the tone that all of them took was just like, eek. Yikes. Yeah. Eek. Mm -hmm. Yes. It was very eek. So back to the beach, Kat says that she thinks Olivia is, quote, very reactive and, quote, extremely toxic and someone that she would never, ever put her energy towards. Kat loves toxic as a way to just like it's so interesting people seem worse than herself like I I feel like I've also seen another person who's reactive and a little toxic toxic. I don't know yeah yeah I don't and hmm, I hate I absolutely hate we've been saying this now for a few episodes because Kat is really just taking us for a ride here but I just like, she's not nice. She's not being kind and she's still not self-aware. She's not aware of how she herself is acting. No, no self-awareness, it's, a lot of entitlement. And I think that is part of what is hard to watch is this the idea that like she deserves things. Yes. And that that kind of rules her entire worldview. Because that's at the center of it. Things, a list of things Kat deserves. And everyone else's behavior and what they want are secondary to what she believes she deserves. And it's just, it's not a good look. And it's, that's not a good way to operate through the world. And it is a real bummer to watch, especially when that energy ends up wielded at other people. And that doesn't mean that anyone has a right to like disrespect her. But it's really like it's just very gross. I think it's too. To yeah, watch it's the, how she treats people. It's the um, juxtaposition too of watching Golden and then watching this, and just seeing yes. how those women all feel like. Yes, we all deserve love. We all deserve to be chosen. We all deserve to be seen. We respect and support each other as women. Nobody deserves this more than, you know, anyone else. I think that's right. where I have and trouble even, watching Cat because it's ex- such a lovely show. Exactly. Watching Golden and watching these women treat each other with respect and kindness and like show us how with age comes wisdom. And then you head into paradise and you're watching somebody like Cat and Cat and Olivia, frankly, just be-, just be mean to each other. And it's mean it's a lot to take in in one night like these two shows I think as you as you get older also you start to realize that like people there are people that are not going to be your cup of tea yep and you're not going to be best friends with them but you can still hold yourself to a standard of treating other people with kindness and respect exactly (sighs) so surprise surprise Olivia also feels disrespected (laughs) by her exchange with Kat and Brayden tells Olivia that he thinks she's just leading with her heart and is a good person, and he respects her a lot. It's a very sweet moment. Olivia says to the camera that she knows John Henry is a tough decision to make, but she's still holding out hope that it's her. And she says, but that means he'd have to pick me. We'll see what happens. And you can just tell right there. She has a feeling. She has a feeling. Poor Olivia. So it's poor Olivia. So it's time for the rose ceremony, and the men have the power this week. There are eight men and 11 women, which means three women will be going home. 
Brayden is just so excited to keep exploring things with Becca because 100%, 100%, she's getting his rose. But wait, <laughs> where's Becca? Where is Becca? <laughs> Has anyone seen Becca this whole... I mean, I think we got one glimpse of her this episode, but apparently she's been MIA all night. Jesse, spy Jesse, he's on the case. He's off to solve it. Uh, Brayden is sweating, as usual, and no one really knows what's happening. I still don't feel like I understand no, no, no. what happened here. I don't think all. anyone knew what was happening like in the moment. It seems the producers even are like, wait, she's here? She's coming? No, 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 she left. Jesse's like, oh, no. But yes, Jesse finds her. She's kind of pacing in a part of the resort. She's like hanging out in a corner. And she just says, I feel like there was a lots of doubt with my relationship with Brayden. And I'm kind of listening to that. I want to see if what? what we have is real. But I'm just afraid that what if it's not? And that's it. I was so <laughs> confused by this. I'm like, who cares? Like, just date him for a couple more days. Yeah, you're just like hanging out know. at the beach. Like this the, isn't the like marriage tomorrow. So low. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Maybe she just I wanted to, like what did someone say to her? What was communicated to her from production? Like did it just seems weird. Did they, that they didn't give any sort of context her? around this? I was like did they want her to leave? Did they like make it the stakes seem high in order so that we'd have an extra rose? Yeah. That's what knew? I started to wonder. I, I don't know. It was odd. But Jesse says, you know, it's ultimately your ch- choice. You can stay or you can leave paradise. She follows him back towards the rose ceremony, but then hangs a left and goes <laughs> up the stairs. And we see Jesse tell producers, like, she's leaving. No, she left. Yeah. <laughs> and Brayden, again, was going to give his rose to Becca. But now what? Jess says she feels bad for him, but also... He was quick to jump ship from Rachel, so maybe it's a little bit of karma. <laughs> oh, and I think Brayden quickly realizes he may have made an error because Jesse tells everyone that Becca left Paradise forever. forever. <laughs> <laughs> the way he says it, he just has to toss in the forever. It's like she's dead. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> she's never coming back ever. Even in future seasons, you will not see Becca. <laughs> yeah. Everyone seems very confused, as are we. And they're also, they're like, that's rough for Brayden. Poor Brayden. He really has had a rough go, but he's sort of done it to himself and hasn't. So. Yeah. The mixed yeah. bag. Tanner asks Brayden who he's going to give his rose to, and Brayden's like, fuck if I know. Because <laughs> I think Tanner's trying to be like, wait, if you give it to Rachel. Yeah, he's trying to game it out. Yeah, should I give it to Jen or Davia? Or like, what are we doing, yeah. bro? <laughs> Jesse's like, well, I hope you all spent the cocktail party solidifying your connections because now only two women are leaving paradise. The roses are given out. Avon gives his to Kylie, Tyler to Mercedes. We still have no fucking clue <laughs> what her conversations no, were with Tyler. But Tyler's about the like, make you out. make me the happiest person. And I'm like, okay. Really? But like, what okay. happened with Jess? But apparently, Mercedes, like, Tyler's my lover boy. You're like, okay, I guess we're doing it. Pete gives his rose to Sam, Aaron B to Eliza, Blake to Jess, and then Tanner to Rachel. She's She seems shocked. Yeah, she's like, I'm so surprised and so happy. And he says he feels a spark. And she didn't get dumped in a black dress, so. Woo-hoo! The curse is broken. 
John Henry, of course, gives his rose to Kat. And he says he can see himself with her outside of this. Olivia's looking just crestfallen. But then Brayden heads up and he gives his rose. He says, I'm going to give this rose to someone who just deserves the opportunity to find love. And that is Olivia. Yeah, I said, they are not cat people. <laughs> when no. he picked Olivia, I was like, he's just like, let's just keep this going. Let's, yeah. let's play I with cat like a little bit. like, ooh, that, that was rough. <laughs> Olivia, they're friends. So he's like, I'm going to save her. And I think he also kind of knows, like, this is probably my last week yeah. because I'm, I thought he might I'm even like self-eliminate, to be honest. I thought same. I thought, I thought he was going to give his done. rose and then. Yeah. But I guess he's like, whatever, I'll hang out on the beach <laughs> for another fun. few days. Yeah. This means that Davia and Genevieve, our new arrivals, are both going home. I felt bad I for I know, them. two great Davia women. Davia is like, wait, what happened? <laughs> and again, like, we don't know. So we really can't give her any insight. Brayden is like, let's make a cheers to endless curveballs, but being brave enough to swing. Wow, that's so, so deep. beautiful. <laughs> if only he wrapped it. Uh, Olivia is thankful to Brayden, but she just doesn't know where she goes from here. She was all in on John Henry. So it's going to be an interesting vibe on the beach tomorrow morning. And alas, it is. The next morning, we see Tanner, John Henry, and Sam all talking. This is like such a cute moment of friendship. Because they're just like, oh, we haven't gotten enough sleep. And Sam is like, you know, if you consistently get a lack of sleep, it will affect your testosterone. And John Henry, (laughs) this was funny. He's like, well, that's probably why I can't grow facial hair. And I'm 31 years old. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. And Sam's like, oh, Peter's the same. He has like no hair on his legs. And John Henry's like, well, (laughs) is that because he like is a leg shaver? And Sam's like, no, 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 no. He just can't grow it. And Tanner jokes. Well, I'm going to toss that in the truth box that Peach shaves his legs. <laughs> it was just like, I love these little moments that are totally inconsequential, but we get to see that they're having fun and forming friendships mm-hmm. with each other. They're not just laying on day beds, cuddling and making yeah. out. I want the friendship. Everyone seems happy. They're all kissing and cuddling and swimming. Tyler's like, I'm ready to pursue Mercedes till the end. And Mercedes is like, you know, he's my paradise crush. Tanner and Rachel share a little hug. Sam is wondering whether Rachel will be able to just like pivot to another guy so quickly. Yeah. She's put, you know, she was, she was into Brayden. I I was like, I think she'll be fine. And then I was like, I think she's going to be okay. (laughs) I think she'll be okay. Give Rachel some credit here. Okay. She's not committed to any of these men. Meanwhile, Kat is just pissed that Olivia is still on the beach because she's like, why did Brayden give her that fucking rose? I know, to Blake, who Blake's always getting the brunt of her, like, Blake unraveling. just sits there and, like, nods. Yeah. like, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh-huh. Uh, well, yeah. She's like, I didn't want eyes on me and John Henry, but whatever, I don't care anymore. I'm like, I think you do You do care. care. That's you why care you're talking bit. to Blake about it, but okay. Uh, but Blake can see that Olivia's feelings for John Henry aren't, ling- you know, are lingering. Are lingering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's rough. It's only been like seven hours. Aaron B. tells Olivia that he knows it's hard, but does does she just hope that like Kat and John Henry do well together? And Olivia's so honest. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, look, I could lie to you, but 
Um, I actually hope that he feels like a pile of hot garbage. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Whatever. Feelings are valid, you know what? girl. You, here's the thing. Do we wish that everyone was able to rise above and be kind to people they've dated? Sure. sure. But the day after you get dumped, I think it's only human to have some sour grapes. Yeah. Olivia says John Henry was so different than anyone she's ever been with. And that was exciting for her. Her feelings aren't just going to shut off because he gave a rose to Kat. She's hanging on to a flicker of hope. And I was like, no, girl. Like, we got to move on, Don't. honey. We got to move gotta on. Got to move on. Time to move on. Uh, we have a clip of what she says to Aaron B. Basic human instinct. You want to be chosen. I have not felt chosen. Yeah. I feel you, Olivia. He deserves someone. And it doesn't have to be me. I would love for it to be me. But he deserves someone that recognizes how special he is. I like that I could hang out with you. Yeah. John Henry has been John Henry this whole time. Kat has been a different person every day. She's not a good person. And that's who he's choosing. Oh, I was like, Olivia, you just gotta move on. Yeah, I don't know. You gotta move on. Meanwhile, Kat is glowy, according to Kylie. Even asks her how Olivia's vibes are. And she's like, do you know she put her hand on my face last night? I let her talk. I went to go respond. And I forget what she said, but mm, and walked away and said something. What is like, I was like, bitch, what? Ugh. These two I just move this. on. Move on. Move on. And also like, Kat, calm down. Yeah. You didn't feel threatened by her. Like, you were both rude to each other. You don't like each other. Move on. Yeah. You, you got the guy. Move the fuck on. She tells Kylie, Avon, Tyler, and Mercedes that she finally got a tongue in her mouth last night. Hooray! She's like, the angels are singing. She's like, I'm finally enjoying this experience with someone and I can see myself falling very in love with John Henry. He's mine. It is what it is. <laughs> Speaking of territorial, wow. It's just a lot of pot calling the kettle black mm -hmm. in this episode. Meanwhile, Tanner and Olivia are having a cute friendship moment working out together. They're chatting about the John Henry situation. And Tanner is like, you know, he, he probably feels crappy about how everything went down. At that moment, John Henry asks Liv to chat. And Tanner says, you two play nice. He's like, he's like the big brother to Olivia. I love that they're yeah. working out together, too. They're like doing the stress It's so bands. funny. <laughs> uh. Olivia tells John Henry after he asks that she's not doing the best. She just looks so sad. And he's like, you know, I feel really bad about the way that I handled everything. I, I should have talked to you earlier, right after choosing Kat. I feel like I disrespected you and I'm sorry. But Olivia is not ready to forgive John Henry. She's like, what, you wanted to clear your conscience? And he's like, no, I just wanted to let you know that I know you deserve better than that. Yeah, she's hurt. And she's like, yeah, she's hurt. I feel I bad. Do. She's like, I do. I, I do deserve better than that. But I think you're a very, very, very special human being. And I really, really like you. My biggest, so her biggest sad. concern is that Kat's not genuine in her pursuit of him. She says he's a stand-up man who's been himself again since day one, while Kat's a different person every day. Um. And John Henry reiterates, like, I had a wonderful time with you but I wanted to take this risk with Kat. And he's like, I just, I hate myself from 
for the way that I handled it all. And Olivia's just like, well, I'll be good eventually. I know. I felt bad. And I did. I've, I feel like John Henry didn't handle it badly. I think he probably feels. No, I think it's a bad yes, situation. He feels really and guilty think, and he doesn't want to hurt anybody. But I don't think I think he's giving himself he's not giving himself enough credit because I think he he tried his best. It was, it's tricky to. I think it's just one of those impossible situations where it's like there's nothing someone can say to make it feel better mm-hmm. when they disrespected you. And I think it is good that he talked to Olivia because I think the worst thing you can do is ignore someone that you had a connection with or were intimate with. Like, I don't, I think that's just rude. Yeah. But the truth is like, you have to give yourself closure after being rejected. And that person can say sorry, but like, it doesn't change the fact that they rejected you. Yeah. And that it sucks. (sighs) So he just says, you know, I, what we had was special. Like, I hope you'll be okay. It sucks to see you sad. Yeah, I feel bad. And that's kind of where they leave things. Olivia joins Blake and Tanner on the on the loungers. And Blake is, like, trying to... He's like, look. Look how far you've come. Like, you've been through so much. Like, you're going to be okay. And Tanner also assures her. He's like, you're a good person. You keep opening up. It's not a bad thing. Oh and he reminds her, like, someone else could be coming down the stairs. Be open to that. Yes. And Tanner's like, you know, her heart's been dragged through the mud this week. Eliza thinks that too. Olivia's sad. She's hurt. She's hurting. She doesn't really want to explore anyone else. But let let us tell you, Olivia, someone else is coming down the beach and his name is Michael. He's 29. He's from charity season. And he has dimples for days. (laughs) This is the energy we need on the beach. Michael is so cute. He kind of got like, buried in the middle of the pack in charities season. And so I'm like excited to see more of Michael because he always had a really fun vibe. Yes. From what we saw on Bachelorette. Everyone, all the guys from his season love him. Brayden is like, what's up, big sexy? (laughs) Brayden is, he, oh, Brayden has the best greetings for everybody on the beat. He's just like, what is up? He's a character. He just loves everyone. Sam says, you know, Michael has swag and he smells so good. And here is Olivia. She is like, he is very attractive. The dimples. <laughs> the paradise gods have her back. Who's John Henry? Never heard of him. I was sad. I'm glad. I'm up. He's stuck. And hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I loved this moment. Oh I should have clipped God. it. We should have clipped it because we I can't do it justice. It. That's, it's so good. Um, but Michael pulls Olivia for a chat. The sand is hot while they're walking over to the, like, palapa or wherever they're sitting for their chat. And Michael is such a gentleman that he gives her his sandals, his little plastic Birkenstocks. It's so great. (laughs) It's giving gentlemen. It's giving chivalrous. That's giving great Southern man. (laughs) Olivia is just like, the vibes are high. It's, It's great. And it's clear that everyone on the beach is like, rooting for this for yes. Olivia including Kat who's like great yeah. maybe she'll go She's away like, I love this I'm loving this and Aaron B's like you know he wants this miracle he wants this miracle for Olivia <laughs> and Olivia fills Michael in on what's been going on she says John Henry chose Kat and then she was like copy paste delete on John Henry <laughs> again Olivia just has these little catchphrases so they're so good she tells him she's from upstate New York and he's like wow, I have a friend from Rochester. And she's like, what? 
You have a friend in Rochester? I'm from Rochester. This made me laugh so hard. I was like, yeah, I mean, Rochester's like a real place. I'm like, do you guys know each other? Go further, go deeper. But she's like, so funny. She's like, this is is fate. Yeah, this is wild. This is fate. You know one person from Rochester. (laughs) (laughs) Brayden is just like, I want this for Olivia. That this is why I gave her my rose. And Olivia agrees. She wants this date. But Michael, of course, he pulls Kylie. He pulls Mercedes. He pulls Sam. And Tanner is just praying to the paradise gods. Give Olivia this gift because she needs it. I said, Sean is here in spirit. He's really just like, he's passed the baton for praying to the paradise gods. Sean has opened the pearly gates, you know? The paradise gods are listening, thanks to (laughs) Sean. They have kept listening. And it turns out that we will have to wait until next week week, to find out who Michael chooses. And I'm pretty sure it is Olivia. Yeah, I mean, it's gotta be. Didn't we see a clip of Olivia and Michael in one of the early promos? I mean, that's the thing. I I think we did. They really made us do some, like, egg hunting with these promos because we we yeah, haven't and, seen some of the stuff that was in the clips like John no, Henry which and Kat's like wave make out and Jordan V yeah. and Rachel it's like it's so it's sort of funny that they're like holding these things out because I'm like well you already spoiled it. yeah because they're also the like clip. you have eight more weeks of paradise <laughs> <laughs> oh lord yeah so next week Peter twerks Avon attempts to twerk. It looks like we get some sort of double date situation. Katie Thurston arrives to fuck things up for Blake. And Jordan V shows up to throw a wrench into Rachel and Tanner's budding connection. Can't wait. It's going to be an interesting week. I said Katie left F-Boy Island to come to paradise. She's island hopping. (laughs) I think that that, uh, this filmed before. Yeah, it probably did. F-Boy Island. Yeah, I think it was she went from here to F-Boy Island. So obviously, Katie's not there to date, but clearly it is going to stir some anxieties up for Blake. So in the credit sequence, a crab absolutely terrorizes <laughs> poor Eliza. And I wrote that it she's me when I had a mouse in my apartment back in the day. Um, and I literally like hold myself up in my kitchen crying and didn't move for an hour (laughs) until my friend could come over and help me. (laughs) Eliza's just like, I live in this bedroom now. Like there's a crab in front of that door. I, it was giving me, can't be me stepping over it. Again, it's giving me little mermaid vibes. Like I just love Eliza. She's just, I love her so much. Precious. Oh. Now it is time for love to see it, hate to see it. Let's start with love to see it. First, we love to see Charity's just absolute grace and generosity towards Eliza and Aaron V. I love Charity. I'm always happy to see her on my TV screen. I love her too. And, you know, I've just been watching her on Dancing with the Stars. So I just get her two times a week this week. Uh, We also love to see Eliza actually being willing to call out Kat's shitty behavior. It's not about what you do. It's about how you do it. And I wonder if Eliza's, you know, a little pissed off that Kat's the one to stir the drama in her own relationship. I kind of forgot well, that. Well, I yeah. do think, I do think that's why Eliza was like always taking everything Kat said with a grain of salt. Because mm-hmm. she's like, mm, don't trust you. So we also love to see Aaron's 
deep, deep dedication to Eliza's breakfast order. I just, I respect the fuck out of this. Um, I also love my bagels and eggs, and I just wish them a lifetime of eating two bacons together. (laughs) Maybe three. We also always love the Chirons of the week. Prefers unobstructed views, still talking about her birthday. Keep them coming. Excellent work we each like, and every week. Now we like look for them. <laughs> yeah. We also love to see Rachel's insanely gorgeous rose ceremony outfit. I I would love to know where this one's from. I'm sure someone will DM it to me. Yes. I'm like, where you can guys I are wear our that? sleeves? <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I mean, I don't think I would actually wear it, but like, I do, I would like to try it on. It's so pretty. Uh, we also love that Sam J pooped. Yes. Oh, so happy for her. So happy the for relief. her and her poop baby. The utter relief. We also love to see Brayden being a good friend and saving Olivia with his rose. Also, Tanner being Olivia's hype man. It's just some sweet friendships happening. So much friendship. I love these little crews. I'm starting to think... Whose crew would I be in on the Paradise Beaches? I I think I'd be like Rachel or Eliza, just sort of like floating around trying to make nice with everyone because I can't handle yeah. conflict or anyone dislike. We'd be me. together. <laughs> Podcasting yeah, in, the be in the corner. We'd be in the corner. <laughs> Honestly, we'd probably be with like Sam P. Yes. <laughs> talking shit. Yes. In the pool. Well, I'd be in the pool with a margarita, but speaking yeah. of Sam P, wow. we love her and Pilot Pete emerging as our quirky narrators. And now it's time for Hate to See It. We hate to see Wells mocking Kat for being interested in a variety of men. Gross dude, you're like one baby step away from slut-shaming her. Yeah, I think Wells needs to get a new gig. Zip it, Zip in it. the words of Kathy. <laughs> Zip, Zip it, Wells. You're lit. Uh, we hate to see Kat's mean girl vibes towards Olivia. She's just it's triggering. Yep, it's it's triggering. It's it's definitely giving all of Regina George. I hate it. We also hate to see Pete talking about Cat getting her claws into men, as though like John Henry's an adult. He makes his own decisions. Cat is not an animal. She is a person, and it's weird when women play the like romantic aggressor role that we tend to very easily fall into these tropes about them being. Animals. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't like it. All of these men, Brayden, Tanner, and John Henry, all liked Kat. Like, they fell for her. She didn't, like, get her claws into them. Like, they were a part of the relationship as well. They wanted to be with her. They wanted to be with her. John Henry wants Kat and is actively choosing her. So, like, this is not a one-sided situation. Yeah. But on that note, (laughs) we don't like the fact, we hate it, that John Henry chose Kat. But, you know, we're we're hoping that these two will grow on us. We're hoping Maybe, we'll see you know, some personal lo- growth with Kat. Maybe we'll love, love them that. by the end. I would love I to don't, see that. Yeah, we, look, we always want to leave room for people to grow, change, reflect. But in this moment, ugh, we hated to see this choice. That is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Lee. Love to See It is produced by us, Emma Gray, Lee Blickley, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Matarana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please remember to do all the things that you would do to support a podcast you love. 
follow us across your podcast platforms and social media, rate us five stars, leave a review, and of course, spread the word to your friends about our show. And please get in touch with us. You can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on social media at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Libby Z. We'll be back Friday with more from Golden Bachelor. Stitcher. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Tremphia.